0: Secure Act 2.0. It's currently being considered in Congress and most believe it will pass this year or next. So what could it mean for those planning for retirement? On today's show, some ways the proposed change will impact retirement. Discover retirement concepts you need to know. When you're hitting that magic age of 65, you need to really start to do your research. Learn
1: how to navigate
2: economic uncertainty and anybody can retire it's whether you can stay retired that is the real point a successful retirement doesn't happen by accident
0: you deserve a secure independent retirement
2: welcome in to your retirement
1: with sam sam Hello everybody, I'm Chuck Caton, Consumer Advocate, and this is Your Retirement with Sam Dual and Andy Schooler of Dual Financial Strategies. And remember, you can always reach them at 866-203-7486, and they are ready to help you in your retirement because it is your retirement, and they custom design a retirement plan for you. First of all, Sam and Andy, I know you've been away for a couple of weeks uh, and I'm sure you had a wonderful uh, vacation, and now you're ready to go at it again, right? Yeah, ready to roll. I mean, folks that
0: listen on a regular basis probably heard some best of shows, so we hope that was helpful. Uh, a lot of people have been calling in, and uh, seems to be a lot of uh, you know a lot of activity in the uh, in the the market for people really looking for retirement advice and looking for that retirement direction right now, Chuck. I think people are people are concerned. It's kind of unsettled. The markets are kind of unsettled. And uh, there's been some, you know, people are kind of afraid of some potential inflation. And boy, we had that uh, East Coast pipeline shut down. And people are scared, I think, right now. And we really want to talk to them to make sure that they feel confident in what they're doing.
1: Absolutely. Because it kind of reminds me a little bit before we get into our topic, which is Secure Act 2.0, as you just pointed out uh, before the break, kind of reminds me about uh, people who uh, retired uh, maybe about 2008, early 2009, when the market crashed a little bit. We had the correction, and it was a bad time if you were in the wrong uh, type of investments. You lost substantial money in your retirement, and uh, I know people get a little queasy now, but I know that you and uh, Andy uh, can uh, really assuage a lot of people's fears uh, with regard to their retirement and, and their portfolio.
0: And that's really what we're trying to do every day is just to sit down with you, talk to you about what you're doing, how you're doing it, where you're doing it, and more importantly, what are you wanting to do? Where do you want to go? What does your retirement look like for you? I mean, come on, you spent the last 35, 40 years dreaming of this retirement. uh hoping for the future. Now the future is here. It's here right now. And now it's time to put the retirement that you deserve in place.
1: All right. Let's talk about this now. We talk about the SECURE Act and SECURE Act 2.0 in computer terminology. Yeah. And the acronym uh, basically means setting every community up for retirement enhancement. And it's expected that the bill should pass uh, either uh, this year, in 2022, it's got strong bipartisan support, but uh, the one thing I like As I approach the golden age of 70, sooner or later, I won't (laughs) tell you when, but uh, I'm going to be looking forward to the fact that uh, you can wait longer if this legislation passes to take my required minimum distributions.
2: Well, that's right, Chuck. So the original SECURE Act raised the age at which you must start taking your required minimum distributions from your traditional IRAs. So those were 401Ks, 403Bs, 457s. Those got converted to IRAs and then at 70 and a half, you had to start drawing. Well, now it's 72. But the proposed legislation would again raise the age to begin taking your required minimum distributions, this time to age 75, but over the next decade. Yep. So the age for required minimum distributions would initially increase to 73 years old starting on January 1st of 2022 then to age 74 on January 1st, 2029, it would rise to 75 on January 1st of 2032. Now, the 50% penalty for missing that required minimum distribution would be reduced to 25% if the mistake was corrected and the tax would be further reduced to 10%. So those are some significant changes that they are are introducing in this bill.
1: Well, it's really interesting, and the thing I like about it, it'll give me an extra year to uh, do some Roth conversions, and maybe our uh, listeners will do the same thing with your advice, uh, because again, that's tax-free money later on uh, if you're in a lower tax bracket now. I think we can all agree, right, Sam, that uh, taxes are are probably as low as we're going to see them.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's no no question, and it's one of those things where you know the current administration has they've signaled they've promised given the opportunity they're going to raise taxes. Now it's talked about and covered. It's like, oh, if you you know if you're a couple that makes under four hundred thousand dollars, your taxes aren't going to increase. Well, you know we we can all uh, kind of shake our heads and look at that and say, well, me thinks thou doth protest too much because there's never been a time in history where just one economic class or one class of people had their taxes raised. Taxes always happen across the board. So, Chuck, you're absolutely right. What this does with the with the Secure Act 2.0 is it's going to give those of you that are closing in on that required minimum distribution age extra time, an extra window, so that you can plan for this distribution. Because Chuck, I'll tell you, it's it's one of the most eye-opening conversations that we have with every individual that walks in our door at Dual Financial Strategies about required distributions. No one has ever explained to them the financial impact and the tax impact of that forced distribution from their IRA they think they're going to go into retirement and their taxes are going to go down Yeah, or they're not even going to be paying taxes. And everyone is always shocked to learn that when we start running forecasts ahead, they are most likely, the vast majority of you, are going to be in the exact same tax bracket that you're in now and those of you that have been really diligent savers those of you that have saved five hundred thousand dollars in your 401k seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars and more by the time you get to that point where you're going to be forced by the government to take that money out of there under their formula the very likelihood that you will increase the amount you pay in taxes and go to another tax bracket is very, very likely. You've got to address this. We've got a window. Take the opportunity to take advantage of it.
1: Absolutely. So let's talk about some of the other things that could be... uh... Uh, planned for, uh, or uh, assets of uh, Secure Act 2.0, sure. and that is if you're working, uh, your employer could uh, auto-enroll you in a retirement savings plan, and you can also make some bigger uh, catch-up contributions. Let's talk about that.
0: Yeah, so those people that are still working, uh, and or maybe did, we're talking about your children here, Um, It's going to have employers automatically enroll their eligible workers into their 401K or their 403B plan uh, at a savings rate of 3% of their salary. Um, And workers could then either, you know, they can opt out if they want to, they could opt to save less, uh, or they could even do more up to the annual contribution limits. So that's going to be a benefit for workers. That's one of the things that they are trying to do under the setting every community up for retirement And they're going to allow bigger catch-up contributions. As most of you are aware, when you hit a certain age, you're able to put more into an IRA. Uh, What this will do under the proposed bill is that if you were between the ages of 62 and 64, you'd be able to contribute even more to those accounts. So for your 401K plans, your 403B plans, the stuff you have at work, you'd be able to contribute an extra $10,000. Currently, that's only sixty five hundred. While if you're in what's called a simple IRA, you could contribute an additional five thousand dollars. It's currently at three, and then we have this catch up limit age um, qualifier at age fifty. What they're going to start doing there is they would have that qualifier indexed for inflation. Uh, so in other words. Since 2006, that annual catch-up contribution has been capped at $1,000. It's never changed since 2006, but they're going to index
1: it for inflation. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, what if you've got a 401k that uh, you left an employer and you forgot all about it? They're going to try to make it easier because they want that money from uh, taxes there for you to find it, right? Yeah, an online database. Right. That's that's what they're talking about.
2: Novel concept, actually, you could
0: see everything in one place yeah you could go online and and uh, there isn't any great detail about how they're going to pull this off but they, <laughs> they're they're talking about an online database so that you could go on and you could search uh for old 401k plans because andy we see this happen yeah i mean we have people that come in one of the we think one of the the, the essential things that you need to do when you retire is to get those accounts consolidated so absolutely. that you know where this stuff is at absolutely um, we see it all the time
1: where people have have uh have lost money all
0: right um mm-hmm. roth iras are going to change a little
1: bit yeah that's a just going to say, uh, we touched on the Roth, so how so?
0: Well, if you're in what's called a simple IRA or a SEP IRA, S-E-P, uh... and a lot of you that own businesses have these uh... matter of fact we have a sep ira well because we have a sep ira for the um, our employees that want to make a, a contribution to a roth we can't do that a sep ira does not qualify for for roth contributions nor does a simple uh... this legislation would change that so this would be a good thing so that uh... many times It's a good deal if you have the opportunity to contribute to a Roth at work to go ahead and do it. So that would be a great thing for people to be able to do. We would wholeheartedly endorse that.
1: All right, if you're a part-time worker, the first SECURE Act helped you a little bit, but uh, 2.0 might help you more.
0: Yep, yep, give you a little bit more latitude there for uh, uh, retirement plan eligibility. Would change the rules a little bit. Right now, they're required to allow employees to work at least 500 hours a year for three consecutive years to contribute to a retirement plan. That proposal would reduce the three year rule to two. So you'd be able to start contributing to a retirement plan if you're a part time worker a year sooner than you could before. And if you're in the 403B space, if you have a 403B, it would widen your choices. Right now, current 403B plans can only go into either an annuity contract or or a mutual fund. So there is a ton of things that you can't access inside a 403B. I never, I never understood why. I, I, I didn't I mean either. It, it, it doesn't mostly, make any sense. It
2: mostly affects people that work for hospitals or school districts. Those yeah. are usually the people that have 403Bs, but I never understood the limitations. It's like, why are we making this so hard for people to save?
0: Well, maybe there's going to be something different because I, it looks like they may get more options under uh, 2.0.
1: All right. Well, uh, how can you help? Uh, I know we've hit our listeners with a lot of different uh, potential changes, but they should really come down and talk to you guys about it, shouldn't they?
0: Well, and you know, like Andy was saying, 403B, for instance, a lot of educators get those. And that's really what we're looking to do. So for those of you that are listening to us and you're saying, hey, that sounds like me that really sounds like things that I need to talk about. Let's sit down together and let's get together for a visit and let us just educate you about this. We find that that is the most valuable tool that most of you have. The three things that we find many of you don't have a, a good solid handle on when you come to visit with us is, first of all, you don't understand the tax implications of your retirement savings. No one has ever talked to you about that, and your advisors certainly aren't talking to you about future tax implications. They're just talking to you about investments. You don't know how much unnecessary risk you're taking. You've never had a full-blown... Uh, forensic analysis of your current investments to find out exactly where your risk levels are at and, and the ability to be able to address that. And many of you don't know what you're paying in fees. You don't know what sort of a draw there is against your things because of commissions. So let's just sit down, help you understand those things,
1: and we can get you on a better path. 866 six. That's 866-203-7486 to get that comprehensive review. They will sort everything out for you. And, uh, well, if you're looking for retirement planning, maybe even a second opinion, give Sam and Andy a call at Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. We've got to take a break. What's coming up next? Recession. Are we headed towards one? Well, we don't know for sure, but when we
0: come back, we'll give you some recession facts that you need to know just in case.
1: We're back on your retirement. Dual Financial Strategies, The Place, Sam Dula and Andy Schooler, the people that can help you in retirement, and I'm Chuck Caton, consumer advocate, and uh, we're going to talk in this segment here about uh, recession. Uh, Now, a lot of people think that there was an artificial one, obviously set uh, by the pandemic about a year ago, and then some uh, experts agreed that it lasted from late February and early March of 2020, and then it ended uh, in April. It was about a month, and again, it was catastrophic when it came to the pandemic and what we had to deal with there, Sam, but uh, is there another one on the horizon? And I guess the first thing we've got to do is define the term recession. Why are they called that?
0: Yeah, that's, that's probably the best place to start because we don't know if it's going to happen or if it's not going to happen. But basically, they call them recessions because the word depression is just too scary. It's, I mean, really, that's the the reality of it is that that's just too scary a word for them. So after the Great Depression, a term that was once considered milder than panic or crisis, the term depression for an economic downturn seemed particularly terrifying because people looked at that as, A very scary thing. So economists then turn to using the term recession instead. And the way that they quantify that, uh, and this is according to the National Bureau of Economic Research, a recession is officially defined as two quarters of consecutive gross domestic product, is what they use to define it. There's some other factors that are considered, too, including declines in real manufacturing, wholesale, retail trade, uh, industrial production, things like that. But that's essentially what they use to define a recession, what at one time was a depression, but that's just too scary a word.
1: Well, you know, when you look back about uh, 14 months ago, this was actually greatly brought on by COVID-19. And I guess my question would be would we have this run of 12 and a half years without a recession? Would we not had a recession last year had it not been for the pandemic? And you know, this is kind of an unprecedented situation here where we've had a long time since '09 since we've had uh, a true recession, because I don't really consider what happened a year ago, and I'd like to get your opinion on this, uh, a recession in the true sense of the word uh, when we went through what we went through a year ago. No, it wasn't a, a recession in
0: the true sense of the word because it was it was artificially, uh, you know, it's artificially manufactured, if you yeah. will. The mm-hmm. only reason it happened was because of the government mandated lockdowns. Uh, the businesses closed. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a voluntary. Let's put it that way. It wasn't a voluntary event, um, which is you know nobody wants to go through a recession or a depression, but it is a it's a specific defined set of uh, economic events that will trigger that. And it's something that happens because of gross domestic product, because of supply and demand. The last one that we had here was in no way, shape, form, or fashion, uh, something that consumers triggered. Actually, the federal and state governments triggered that.
1: All right. We're talking a little bit about what defines a recession uh, with Sam Duell and Andy Schooler, and uh, you can uh, reach them at Dual. Uh, financial Strategies at 866-203-7486 uh, to uh, find out about how they can help you to and through retirement. And I we're, we're going to get to this a little bit later on in this segment about whether you can retire during a recession. We'll talk about that. But first of all, uh, we defined what recessions are, but uh, one w- might ask, how long do they last?
2: Well, usually on average about 17 and a half months is- And that goes back to 1875. So the longest post-World War II recession began in December of 2007 and ended in June of 2009. So they've been going on, on and off, forever, forever, and they'll continue.
1: Yeah, we talked about that a little bit earlier, about if you tried to retire in 07 or 08, you were in a little bit of difficulty, whether you were forced to because you were uh, being phased out of your job or you voluntarily did, right?
2: Absolutely. That's one thing that I think people... Um, still to this day and, and should be conscious of um, what happened in 2007 and 2008 and how that impacted their finances. And in reality, we've had a very long run that everything's been pretty much going up. Yeah. So it is it is very good to be mindful and careful and have a plan and make sure you have a plan that will allow you some comfort going into retirement we
0: need some wiggle room today right you need to have plan a and plan b and plan c kind of running simultaneously Simultaneously. so that you can you can very quickly move chuck one of the things right now Mm -hmm. that from a personal and a professional standpoint that is scaring me and 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 we are not you know we are not harbingers of doom here we never have been but one of the things that's really scaring the stuffing out of us right now is this doggone housing market yeah. Because we're, we're back to the point, and I think even beyond the point right now, if you harken back to 2007, 2008, uh, those of you that watch this stuff, there was a guy in place at that time called Alan Greenspan. Many of you may remember Alan Greenspan. Yep. But Alan Greenspan, when he was talking about housing and talking about the economy, he came up with a phrase that's still said to this day in economic circles. And what he said was that um, the consumer and these different areas were acting with irrational exuberance. Yeah. And that is exactly what we're seeing in the housing market today is not Again. irrational exuberance. We aren't even at irrational exuberance in the housing market right now. We are at plum gone, out of your mind, crazy. I mean, the, 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 the prices that are being paid for homes today, where we're seeing homes that are being bid up you know, $30,000, $50,000 above asking price. That's one of the things that really scares us. And that's one thing I would tell you folks. Um, You need to get in the office and we need to sit down and start getting you protected. Get a wall built around you because when other people start doing really goofy things, at some point in time, that carnival ride is going to come to an end. It's going to crash badly. And the problem is the stupid things that they did are going to impact your retirement lifestyle. You had no part in it. You didn't, you know, you didn't involve yourself in the nuttiness, but you're still going to get sucked down the drain when their irrational exuberance comes to a screeching halt.
1: Absolutely. i give you a couple of quick examples before we move on, and that's my uh, two of my three sons. Uh, one tried to buy a house in Seattle, was outbid by 15 people, and uh, they went up, like as you said, Sam, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 on a property, and uh, finally they had to go through a realtor that knew the buyer and seller, and they were put together privately uh, in order to buy a house. And then my other son that was in Woodland Hills, California, made a sizable profit on his little three-bedroom ranch, trying to move to Michigan, hasn't found a place in Michigan because every time they're beating on something, they're getting outbid uh, by a lot more. So it's happening everywhere in the country, and I'm sure in the Fox Valley as well. And uh, I, I guess, the, the, what is the worst effect of a recession? I mean, if we're supposed to be in a recession, what's going on here? Well, there's an old
0: joke uh, that economists use when it comes to recession, and, and what it says is that a recession is when someone else loses their job. Job, and a depression is when you lose your job. That's right. So that's kind of the definition of it, but but that's basically what it is. That's just when everything is, is in a slump, you know, and, and just nothing's happening. Things are just grinding to a halt. That's a recession.
1: Yeah, well, uh, again, my uh, son who's got four kids trying to move from California to Michigan uh, may be living with the in-laws there who live up in that area because I don't yep. think he's moving to North Carolina where I happen to be right now, but, hey, we'd welcome him anyway. All right, we, uh, we wanted to know and uh, wrap it up this segment. Uh, here on uh, uh, Your Retirement with uh, Sam Duell and Andy Schooler is uh, we want to know if you can retire during a recession because we we made that allusion back to about 12 or 13 years ago when if you were forced to retire and you lost about 30% of your portfolio or more, uh, what about uh, in in a general recession? Uh, Can you assuage some people's fears about retirement at that time if the timing happens to be that way?
2: Yes, but... Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, you can retire.
2: Things that you have to consider. The challenges that you face can be, if you don't have a plan going into that situation, you know are you waiting around to see what happens you may want to consider getting a part-time job just so you have a lesser income gap perhaps you might want to wait and delay taking your social security to make sure that you can get the bigger benefits are you married are you single this is all part of the planning process of you know when do you need to take that money out you know are your health are there health considerations that we need to look at to consider whether or not starting your Social Security earlier or, or waiting is even an option? So possibly having an annuity. An annuity could, could greatly help you because annuities are about creating an income stream. There again, you have to be educated about what type of annuities are out there and, and what you're comfortable with in that situation. So it's really important that you have a plan prior to things like this happening so that you can go into retirement with some confidence.
1: All right, so what's the bottom line here, Sam?
2: Well,
0: you know, the the bottom line as far as what we're talking about in, in this segment is that retiring during a recession are what we would call a bear market a weak market is never fun there but there's several things that retirees can do to shield their portfolios from long-term fallout and these are the types of things that we want to talk to you about i mean we are passionate about our belief that you deserve a secure independent retirement that's why we offer these no cost no obligation reviews for you we call it a retirement lifestyle review we do this so that you can start getting educated we want you to be prepared we want you to know how to handle retirement pitfalls like inflation like recessions health emergencies, stock market volatility taxation the list goes on and on you have worked your fingers to the bone for this money you've worked 35 or 40 years blood sweat and tears we want to teach you how to keep it you worked hard to get it we'll work hard to help you protect and grow it There's so many different things that you can do. There's tools and services available in the financial world today that are specifically tailored towards retirees. And we'll show you how to harness those tools and services. We'll create a plan that's tailored for you. And we can show you how to achieve a lifetime of security thanks to a lifetime of income. That's what you've got to do. So let's get to work. Let's get to work on this fact-based approach that you deserve, get you some better answers to your financial challenges and questions and what you're getting right now. So give us a call. Chuck's going to give you the number. He's going to give you the contact information. Chuck, let's even throw in a copy of my book, Purpose Determines Placement, for those folks that want to come in. I want to give them every resource that I possibly can so that they are successful retirees.
1: 866 203 748 That's 866 203 7486. And as Sam said, he's got that best selling book, Purpose Determines Placement. And uh, he will sit down with you. Uh, No cost, no obligation consultation. And remember that uh, you can retire uh, because it's your retirement. It's not your uh, next door neighbor's retirement. You've got to focus on yourself, your family, uh, your legacy. And they can help you at Dual Financial Strategies do just that. Remember to call Sam and Andy at. uh, 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Well, Sam, I hear you've got some good news, but some bad news maybe in our next segment.
0: Well, yeah, let's start with the good news, Chuck. The good news is some expenses may go down after retirement. The not as good news is some may go up. We'll break down the list when we come right back.
1: Back here on Your Retirement, uh, the Fox Valley, the Green Bay, Appleton area. And I'm Chuck Caton, uh, along with Sam Dual, Andy Schooler of uh, Dual Financial Strategies, uh, where uh, they will provide you with the retirement lifestyle review. Very, very important, and the way you can reach them uh, right now. Pick up that phone, 866-203-7486. Well, as the people go into retirement, uh, maybe living on a fixed income, you have to know what your expenses are going to be. Obviously, that is a fact. And as Sam said before the break, you might be surprised that some of your expenses could actually go down year over year. And we're crossing our fingers on the tax issue that we spoke about earlier, but I don't know about that one. But let's take a look at some of these ups and downs here, uh, Sam and Andy, about uh, your expenses in retirement. And uh, the one some of the things that we have to consider. Now, again, if the Secure Acts 2... Uh, ends up uh, going into legislation the RMDs the required minimum distributions will be bumped up a year and then bumped up a couple of three years over a a nice uh, seven or eight year period but right now you've got to be concerned if you are already 72 uh, those required minimum distributions can really raise your costs and I think you outlined that earlier but let's go over it again.
0: Sure, and this is the one thing, I think this is the least understood part of retirement for the vast majority of you that that listen. This is always the biggest aha moment that we experience when we sit down and talk with you. You spent your entire working career contributing money to your IRAs, your 401Ks, your 403Bs, your 457 plans, anything that's called a qualified plan that is not a Roth IRA but what you were doing during that time is you were making a deal kind of with the devil in a way (laughs) and you were making some promises to the federal government and the irs that you didn't realize that you were making and what you were doing was you were being allowed quote unquote to put that money aside under what they call a tax deferred basis so you didn't pay any taxes on the money going in you didn't pay any taxes on any of the gains every penny that you have inside of that account has never been taxed but the deal that you made that you really didn't realize cuz nobody sat down and talked to you about this was that at some point in time the federal government was going to force you to start spending that money not only were they going to force you to spend that money they make all the rules they tell you how much you have to take out when you have to take it out and at what tax level you're going to be taxed on depending upon the income so these required distributions may seriously raise your costs you've gone through your entire working career with different advisors and people telling you hey don't worry about taxes in retirement You probably won't even be paying any taxes. You're certainly going to be paying less. Folks, I'm here to tell you, Andy's here to tell you, that isn't true. For the vast majority of you, you will be paying the same tax bracket levels in retirement as you are now. And for many of you, because of the size of these IRAs and 401Ks you've saved into, you're going to be paying more in taxes when you hit that required minimum distribution age, currently at 72, than you are right now. It is the most horrific surprise that most of you have to face, and we've got to get started today. Well, that's true. rectifying that. Chuck, you talked when we started the show today about how you and your wife are doing some Roth IRA conversions systematically because you've been educated, you do these shows, and you understand the implications of this These folks have got to get serious about this because the tax man cometh, and he's coming with a big bag to take your money away in.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Sam. And I think that what people don't realize is we have a low tax bracket now, which makes these conversions maybe tougher to swallow now. But remember, your tax rate now is going to be a lot less than it may be in three or four or five years when these tax increases take place. So it's either pay me now, pay me later, but pay me less now when you make those Roth conversions, and then you can pay uh, substantially less later. Another thing that people, when they go into retirement, they know when they hit 65, they've got to register for Medicare, uh, and then you pay that basic premium. Uh, You have your uh, Part B, and then if you get Part D, and then you also uh, maybe have taken Social Security. Well, (laughs) some of those cost of living uh, adjustments – well they may be eaten up by the increases in medicare premiums which is another bit of well i guess uh, to put it in sam Duel's terms not so good news right
2: correct yes yeah. so the thing that you do have to consider um that your medicare premiums will come out of your social security benefit and your social security benefit generally receives an inflation adjustment they don't have to but generally receives an inflation adjustment every year to keep pace with rising costs however Medicare premium B premiums may wind up going through all of that, and granted, it can't be more than your Social Security check, but um, it can certainly take away the extras that you think you're going to get from that inflationary uh, increase. So be aware that just because you're getting an increase doesn't mean that you're actually going to keep that increase. As Medicare can definitely go up every year, and it certainly has been.
1: Yeah, it's a it's an interesting uh, conundrum, I suppose, because. Uh, You get a cost-of-living increase of 1.2%, which I believe it was last year, because I'm on it. Uh, I kind of keep tabs on that. (laughs) But, uh, well, in our case, we've got a situation, and I'm sure that with your advice, you can come up with uh, very good advice on uh, maybe who to get uh, your supplemental uh, insurance from uh, with your Medicare, because in our particular case, it it didn't affect us, because we get a little bit of a discount for being, I guess, healthy. But uh, the bottom line is you're absolutely right. You can have that whole thing eaten up, uh, your cost of living increase by your Medicare premium increase. So, uh, you know, we're talking about these ups and downs of a fixed income in retirement. And uh, in this segment, uh, uh, one of the things that people probably tried to do in 08, Sam, uh, and they lost at it, and we touched on it earlier, was losing a substantial amount of their portfolio because they were in the market, in a bad market if you're retiring, is uh, detrimental.
0: Oh, it can be absolutely devastating to people. Chuck, not only financially, but emotionally as well. Uh, You know, we find that most people, when, when mistakes are made in the market by people, it's usually made because of overarching fears or emotions. So if you can structure yourself from the beginning to alleviate those fears to alleviate those emotions, you're so much better off. Because you're right, if you're sitting out there, and you're taking $5,000 a month out of your retirement account, and you've got a million dollars, well, that doesn't seem like that big a deal. That's not, you know, that's not the worst thing in the world. But all of a sudden, you get to the point to where uh, that that million dollars is only worth 750, or 600 because you really were, were not positioned in the right places, well now that is not a sustainable withdrawal. So you start getting scared. And now what you're doing is, not only is the market chewing up your savings, but you are too. Because every time that you take that monthly draw out of there, you're selling into that down market so you're in that that age-old situation where you bought high now you're selling low so you have to structure yourself when you go into retirement so that you are not affected by those down markets and so that you've got multiple different areas that you can pull income from and you can pull cash from or best case scenario you've got something like your own pension or an annuity or something that's providing you with a guaranteed monthly income for your life so that when things get bad you've always got that fallback position
1: absolutely and that is so important and the way you can find out more about it is to call sam and andy at 866-203-7486 that's 866-203-7486 Let's give them some good news now. Our uh, our listeners deserve that, and if they keep healthy, uh, other than health-related costs, which I think you can control somewhat by uh, your lifestyle, your expenses might actually go down as you approach retirement, and uh, how so?
2: Well, actually, Americans' annual household spending tends to decrease once your family is headed by one person age 55 or older that's according to the US Bureau of St- Labor Statistics and that's partly because you've paid off your mortgages your adult children should be self sufficient hopefully hopefully
0: hopefully they're out of the basement by right the time.
2: exactly and you know as we get older we often slow down as we age now things that we definitely have to be concerned about as we get older is that we still only have 24 hours in our day and we still only have seven days a week and when you're working that's 2500 hours that you're working there's a social aspect to that there's a purpose aspect to your life and so you have to be really conscientious when you go into retirement Of what are you gonna do with your time
1: so Sam uh, how can people get a hold of you and uh, what can you do for them
0: well we would suggest that you go through a checklist and think about three things today As to whether you need to come in and sit down with us or not. Because the fact is, all of the pieces of your financial puzzle have got to fit together. You cannot just pick away at this pile of money that you've saved and hope that it'll last. You have to have it put together. So three things I want you to think about today. Social Security, do you understand it? Do you understand how it works? Do you understand what happens to Social Security if you pass away and your spouse survives you? Do you understand what happens if a spouse is younger than you and they do not have as much of an earning history? How do you put that Social Security plan together? Risk, how much are you taking in your current portfolio? Do you even know? And secondly, is the amount of risk that you're taking proportionate to the amount of return you're actually getting? we can find that out for you third taxes what are the tax implications have you ever sat down with your financial advisor and gone through a detailed forensic analysis of your accounts and extrapolated forward what your required minimum distributions are going to look like at 72 75 80 85 and then Put that into a tax return to find out what your tax burden is going to be. If you've never done that with your financial advisor, then you're not working with a financial advisor that focuses on retirement because that should be one of the first things that you're talking about is what are the future tax ramifications. So many other points that we would want to talk about, Chuck, but those are the top three that we find most people have the least education on and they happen to be the the three that are the most important. So what I'd love to do is to have you give us a call. The next five callers that call in, Chuck, let's give them a copy of the book that I wrote last year and let's get them into the office and talk about their retirement and get the pieces of their financial puzzle put together perfectly.
1: Again, that number is 866-203-7486. 866-203-7486. I'll tell you what, uh, Andy and Sam, this has been a fast-moving show, and I know you're coming up uh, next with uh, one of your favorite segments, and that is listeners around the area with some questions for you.
0: Yeah, we're going to take a quick break, but when we return, we'll jump into some of those questions from you. We'll be right back.
1: This is your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, consumer advocate, and your retirement can be uh, molded very well by Sam Duell and Andy Schooler at Dual Financial Strategies. And you can always reach him at 866 203 7486. It's my pleasure, having been a Wisconsin uh, resident for, well, four years at least, way back. When, and if we have anybody in the Fox Valley that remembers when the Wisconsin Badger hockey team won the NCAA championship by only losing five games, the year was 1977. I don't think Sam and Andy were even born. Uh, That's how ancient yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, it's not
0: totally
1: true. <laughs> well, anyway, you're ready to go. And I thought you'd throw a little aside in there for you. and yeah. uh, We certainly uh, appreciate uh, your listenership, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here uh, in the Fox Valley area. So uh, are you ready to answer some questions?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's see what, the, what the listeners have been wondering.
1: Okay, well, we have Jeanette, who has really been impressed. I think she made a phone call and uh, is going to make an appointment with you, but wants to uh, at least ask this question. She's from Wrightstown. She recently turned. 65 but see she wants to know if she can still enroll in a 403b plan that her employer offers
0: sure yep yeah yeah you can still do that Jeanette you can still en- enroll in that plan you're working and that plan is uh, is available to you so um... You just uh, would would work with the Human Resources Department there uh, with your employer and have them get you set up on it, and they can talk to you about, you know, what your contribution limitations are. Everybody runs under different contribution limitations, and there's, there's some set federal formulas for that, uh, but yeah and we would encourage, you know, get that savings plan going. Make sure that you've got that money in there for that uh, that retirement rainy day.
1: All right. Well, Ron's been a longtime listener from Seymour, and he seems to have a little bit of a complicated portfolio. He says, I was advised by uh, someone else to consolidate as many of my retirement accounts as possible. I want a second opinion from you, though. Uh, I've got about seven accounts, a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, several 403B accounts. Uh, I was told that it was good to have 403B accounts because they have protections that other accounts don't have, such as protection from creditors and protection from lawsuits. I can't move any of that money into a 403B because they are from old employers, but I can move the money to other accounts. Should I hold on to these accounts, or uh, do you think I should consolidate them? That's a
0: good question, Ron. Um, First of all, to answer the, the last portion of the question, we are big believers in consolidating if... For nothing so else. Confusing otherwise. Yeah, it's so confusing otherwise. it's so much easier for you. And we find that many times when you come in and visit with us that you do have multiple different accounts. You've had different employers. You've started IRAs in the past for tax purposes. Uh, now, remember that different accounts have different tax uh, implications on them, and they can't be consolidated or commingled. For, for right. example, you can't commingle your IRAs with your Roth wow. IRA. That's... you. That's they don't just go together. You can convert an IRA to a Roth IRA, but you can't commingle them. Um,
2: because the IRAs have never been taxed, right, have.
0: and a Roth have. Uh, so you have to have some, some understanding on that. Yes, there are certain uh, protections and provisions that come with different types of qualified accounts. Uh, My personal opinion on that is I would not be uh, particularly concerned about the protections from creditors, protections from lawsuits that an account may or may not hold. Uh, Generally in Wisconsin, it's quite difficult uh, to access a retirement account like that uh, under those provisions that someone was talking to you about. So I would say Doing the best amount of consolidation that you can is always in your best interest because if nothing else in retirement, it just makes it easier to manage your stuff.
1: All right. Uh, now we have Juan in Pulaski who actually uh, gave me a little thought about uh, you and uh, and uh, Andy and the fine folks uh, at your uh, wonderful institution at Dual Financial Strategies. He says he's heard a lot about you, and he's got uh, a thought about – he's listened to your 401K uh, talks, and he wants to uh, ask you this question about uh, pre-tax 401Ks. He's got one uh, that he wants to start converting to a Roth IRA, uh, but uh, he wants to know does that money need to go into a traditional IRA first or can it go directly into the Roth IRA From a 401k account, I'm 62, and I plan to retire in five years. Sure.
0: Yeah, that's a great question, Juan. And really, it's one of those where it it kind of depends upon the plan administrator. It depends upon uh, the plan administrator that's holding the 401k, and it depends upon the plan administrator, or what you might uh, hear uh, referred to as the custodian that holds the IRA. Uh, in most cases, the answer would be yes. You can do a, a transitional, um, a transitional conversion where you it leaves one place as an IRA, 401k, and then when it hits the other one, you take it directly to a Roth IRA. You just have to make sure that there's the proper coordination between the two and that the place where it ultimately ends up at the Roth IRA, that they understand that it's a conversion and it's being converted over so that the coding gets right. And without going into great detail, you know, you get that 1099, there's certain ways that that gets coded with letters and numbers that just has to be correct for tax purposes. But the first thing we'd want to do when we talk to you about that is we'll check both sides of it. We'll check where it's coming from and where it's going to uh, just to make sure that there wouldn't be any hiccups there to get a smooth process for you all
1: right you're going to get expert advice from sam and andy at dual financial strategies and again make that phone call at 866-203-7486 and again 866-203-7486 wonderful callers here and now we've got one from greenville and it is george who's 58 years old he's got about a half million dollars in a retirement account and i think that um now well, he's gone to the bank and the bank's trying to uh, get him to uh, be a part of a program that guarantees no loss but caps the gains at 7.5%. I guess they've got some instrument they're trying to sell him there at the bank, uh, Sam, and that plan requires a seven-year commitment, and he wants to know, is this a good plan? Well, it sounds to me like it's something of an annuity of some sort. Yeah, it would,
0: it would sound like it. We yeah.
2: would agree that sounds like an annuity.
0: Yeah, it sound, probably sounds like... Just from the way he's describing it, it sounds like it might be uh, what they call a fixed indexed annuity. Uh, that's an annuity that is basically that's what they do is is they will protect against downside loss. The market can't impact you. They can't credit you with a negative rate of return if the market moves down. Uh, but then they will typically have some sort of a cap or a ceiling on that, um, and they will will cap the or limit your gains. Uh, the one thing, George, that we would probably want to talk about on that uh, impossible, obviously, for us to say on the show whether it's a good plan or not because there's a lot of different companies a lot of different parameters uh we really would want to know uh what are the rules on the seven and a half? Can that be changed? Could you get down the road three years and they reduce that cap from seven and a half to three? Uh if that's the case, maybe not such a good deal. But one of the things we'd probably want to educate on there would be um, another crediting strategy within that realm that they call participation rates, which are uh in a lot of cases better than having a cap. So instead of having a ceiling on how much you can make these will have no ceiling. There is no limitation as to how much interest can be credited. And what they will do is they will just allow you to participate in the growth of that index up to a certain percentage. In other words, you could participate in 100% of the growth of the index, 65% of it. In some cases, Andy, we see some two-year creditings where we can participate in 125% of the growth. So in today's world, in that instrument, In many cases, it's mathematically superior to be using a participation rate rather than a dead cap or ceiling.
1: All right, Uh, should George be uh, cognizant and uh, worried about fees in such an instrument? You want to be, be.
0: you absolutely want to be aware of it. Now, most fixed indexed annuities, if they aren't layered up with what we would call living benefits, an enhanced death benefit, a guaranteed income benefit. If they don't have those on them, most of those don't have any set fees. But what you do wanna be aware of, George, is something called a spread. Because some of the companies will put in place what's called a spread, which essentially is just another term for a fee, all it does instead of it being a fixed amount is they will take a certain percentage of the gain before you get anything credited but absolutely chuck you want to be really aware of fees there's another instrument called a variable annuity that many people get sold that is just absolutely laden with fees. I mean, it's got fees on top of fees on top of fees. Yeah. It can have as many as three or four layers of fees. You really want to be aware of, of that one because that one can just literally fee you into the poorhouse.
1: All right. Uh, let's go. We've got about 30 seconds here for Jerry in Appleton, who says, is there a written formula to manually calculate how much a person can convert from an IRA to an established Roth uh, in 2021 while staying uh, in the current 12% tax bracket. Uh, I'm single, I'm 68, and I'm on Social Security.
0: Yeah, there absolutely is, Jerry. It's called uh, the federal income tax brackets. (laughs) (laughs) So what we would do, and this is quite simple to do, is simply look at where you're at in that tax bracket. At what point would you go from a 12% bracket up to a 22% bracket? Uh, And then we could calculate how much headroom you would have. How much would you be able to convert from your regular IRA to your Roth IRA before you slipped up into that next bracket? And remember, too, that we are in a progressive tax system, which means that just because you go to that next bracket at 22%, only the portion of the money that is in that bracket is taxed at 22, not all of it is. So that's a great question, we get it often, we love to work through those formulas with folks when they come in for their retirement lifestyle review.
1: All right, and how can they get that review?
2: Well, if you have at least $200,000 in your retirement accounts, we're gonna offer a complimentary financial review of your entire financial and retirement plan. There's no cost for this visit, it's just simple. A chance for you to get an education about how money, your money specifically, and how you can make the best decisions for yourself and your family moving forward. We found that most people don't have a true understanding of three basic things. You don't know how much you're paying in fees and commissions. You don't know how much unnecessary risk you're taking in your nest egg. And you don't understand the tax implications that can come with your retirement accounts. Let's sit down and help you understand all of these issues. Now many of our radio listeners go through this process and eventually become clients. Others don't. This process isn't designed to turn every listener into a client, it's just an extension of the education that we try and offer on this show but we can give you some specific advice for your unique situation if we're in person on the radio we don't do that so this is an opportunity for you to get answers to some of your specific questions we may even answer questions that you don't know that you needed to be asking call right now for the next 10 callers, we're gonna give you Sam's book purpose determines placement give us a call let's sit down and let's figure out your plan
1: And again, that number is 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Well, it's been a fast-moving show. I hope a lot of people have gotten a lot out of it. And Sam, any final thoughts?
0: Just looking forward to seeing everybody, Chuck. uh, We've been really busy, a lot of folks coming in. We're looking forward to helping you get the retirement that you deserve.
2: Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin-registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are
0: properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.